Hey everyone, and welcome to Do The Woo, a podcast for woo commerce shop owners. Bob Dunn here, also known as Bob WP on the web. Today I'm going in a bit of a different direction. Earlier this month, I was lucky enough to present at WooConf in Austin, Texas. If you listen to some of the previous podcasts or follow me, you obviously know that already. But what I decided to do is an audio recap of that presentation today on the podcast. It was titled, Building an Online Training Business with WooCommerce. Now, that doesn't mean you need to be building an online training business in order to get something out of this. What it's really about is building any kind of service-oriented site using WooCommerce. So if you are considering that, doing it for a client or for yourself, pondering it, this one is for you. Now, before I dive into my actual story, I wanted to thank Desktop Server as our sponsor this week. In fact, they're the sponsor for the next four Wednesday episodes And if you're not familiar with Desktop Server, it's a really easy way to install and run WordPress locally on your computer instead of having to put it on a host. Uh, With a few clicks, you can spin up a new WordPress site and then migrate it to live or staging servers. Very easy. I've used it myself for quite some time. There are additional features like the ability to bypass having to log in making working locally with WordPress even easier. So I would say download Desktop Server for free today at serverpress.com. That's serverpress.com. And find out why everyone, including myself, loves working locally with WordPress and Desktop Server. So a big thanks out to them. And let's dive into the story. So my story of building an online training business What I started out with was giving a timeline or a little bit of history. I mean, I do have quite a bit of history, so I'm not going to bore you too much with it. But what led me up to e-commerce and WooCommerce? My first experience with a computer was in 1982. It was taking programming at a college, and it was a Trash 80, Radio Shack TRS-80. That's kind of another whole podcast, another whole story. Fast forward a bit and realizing programming wasn't for me, Judy and I started our first business in 1992. It was called Cat's Eye Graphic Design, which kind of morphed into Cat's Eye Marketing and several other names. Over a span of 20-some years, it was a marketing design copywriting business. In the 90s, I started dabbling on the web, doing HTML sites, and then in 2007, I discovered WordPress 2008, I really started using WordPress diligently, and in 2009, I bought my very first Woo theme. Now, in 2011, which I believe it was late 2011, they released WooCommerce. And since I already had a history with Woo themes, I already had built up trust with the company, I thought, wow, an e-commerce plugin. And it intrigued me because... Even pre-WordPress, I dabbled a bit in e-commerce. For example, way back a while ago, I actually attempted to start an online stock photography site. I used the shopping cart platform as it was way back then. And needless to say, it was an interesting experience. It was up for a while. Obviously, it is no longer up. 
and my dabbling in e-commerce kind of stopped there, although I tried to pull it in some way, but it just wasn't clicking with me. I felt I needed to know about e-commerce, and I would probably get involved with it someday, but it just wasn't working. And really, my interpretation of e-commerce was all wrong, and how I looked at e-commerce was all wrong. And in 2011, when I started using WooCommerce, that's when it kind of opened my eyes and I discovered a couple things. The first one was that I had been using or trying to use e-commerce in a way that I was attempting to shove it into my site, forcing it into my site. I thought, I have to do e-commerce. I have to sell something online. And that wasn't necessarily the best approach. Because really, before WooCommerce came out in 2010 is when I really started doing my training and coaching and workshops. And a lot of that I was doing online. Of course, I was doing workshops in person. I was doing some in-person training, but I was doing online coaching and training as well. So when Woo came out in 2011, I realized that, hey, I've already been selling online The idea I had before with e-commerce was I had to sell products online. All I can think of is an online store with products. And I didn't realize that, yeah, in 2010, I started selling online, which is what e-commerce is. It's all about just selling online. I was selling my services online. So when WooCommerce came out, I thought, I started looking at it and I thought, man, you know, this is going to make it even easier for me to sell my services online. So I wanted to bring e-commerce and WooCommerce into the fold. I have my roadmap of what I wanted to do, the services I wanted to provide, and how does e-commerce fit into that rather than the other way around. And then over the next five or six years, WooCommerce became my base. It was always on my site. So whenever I changed a service out or I decided to sell something like eBooks, it was there. I could flip one thing out, flip another thing in. And it was versatile enough that it was always able to handle whatever I needed to sell. When I started doing online coaching, I wanted people to schedule, well, I put in the bookings plug-in. When I wanted to do online courses, I would use Sensi. So it really worked well. And the fact that I was no longer trying to force e-commerce into my site, rather I was folding it into my existing services and the ones that I'd planned. The other thing I just discovered was that I need to keep it simple. And if you know me, I'm all about simple. I mean, that's basically what my blog is about, what I've done with my coaching, everything. I like to find the easiest ways to do things. And for me, having WooCommerce sitting there kind of waiting for that next product, service, whatever I was going to sell, made it very simple. And when you are selling your services, you need to think, especially when you get into this kind of e-commerce part of things and using a plugin like WooCommerce, what can it do for you while keeping it simple? And that's a big part of, especially for people that are, you know, don't want to spend all the time doing work on their site. They actually have a business to run is instead of trying to understand, okay, I need to have this just right, or I need certain customizations, but are there really plugins? Are there WooCommerce extensions that will take care of it for you much easier? There are often solutions that, yeah, customizations need to be done, but then at the same time, 
there's times when, hey, a plugin will work just as well. An extension will work just as well. You may have to sacrifice a little bit of something, but likely it's going to do the job. And you get too focused on what you want rather than what your readers or your visitors are looking for or even your customers. So those were the two things that really were discovered by me by diving into WooCommerce and getting a better feel for what I could do with e-commerce and how it would incorporate into my business and my services. Now, going back to talking about customizations and plugins and extensions, I want to throw out a little fact for you that at one point, I was running 58 plugins on my site, and 18 of them were either directly WooCommerce extensions or somehow integrated with WooCommerce. Now, you're probably thinking 58 plugins. Are you insane, Bob? You've heard of plugins that slow down your site. Too many plugins are not good. Well, 58 plugins is what I needed. There was no superfluous plugins in there just to make little cats dance around on the homepage or or list the top 10 iTunes. They all have specific functionality and they all work together really well. I spent a long time looking for the right plugins and extensions that would work well together. If something doesn't, I get rid of it. I don't sit there and yell at it and curse at it and say, you've got to work, you know, find something else, find a replacement for it. I remember quite some time ago, I asked somebody that actually worked for Automatic about the whole thing of too many plugins. Now, this is somebody that was a core developer, and he said, don't worry about it. It's always quality trumps quantity when it comes to plugins. You have good plugins in there. You're not going to have to worry about this. You're not going to have to worry about things slowing down or conflicts. I'm not saying, you know, just start massively loading plugins in there, but don't ever be afraid if you need that functionality to test and make sure there isn't a plugin that will do it for you. So of those 18 that were WooCommerce, let me just tell you what those were. At that point, and it probably wasn't too long ago before I kind of branched out my site into different websites, I was using WooCommerce memberships, bookings, I was using Sensi, WooCommerce subscriptions, I was using the extension Gravity Forms product add-ons because I'm a big fan of Gravity Forms. That worked well. Checkout Manager, Filter Orders by Product, WooCommerce MailChimp, where I can incorporate MailChimp into my shop and then my cart, Stripe, Menu Cart, Product Add-ons. I love product add-ons. If you want to check that one out, you really got it because it's, it's really versatile. Smart Coupons, Tab Manager, Quick Checkout, Affiliate WP, the Events Calendar Pro, and the Event Tickets. So these all, at one point, I needed them all. They were all doing something specific. Event Calendar Pro, I was using for my workshops. They have event tickets that works with WooCommerce, so I can use WooCommerce for people to buy tickets to my workshops, so on and so forth. There was never any time I did need something. And if, if there was a point where, okay, I realized that maybe I don't need that or whatever, hey, fine, cool. I'm just going to go ahead and delete that one. I can always reinstall it if need be. Now, the final thing I want to touch on that I talked about, I called it the art of survival, thinking out of the box. 
Now, I'm going to be the very first to admit, and I may have admitted in other podcasts, and I know I have here and there, out of the box is a cliche that I really don't like using, but it so says what I think, what my philosophy is, especially with themes and plugins for WordPress, and including WooCommerce. And what I mean is, when you install a theme, you install a plugin out of the box, Get a little creative with it. And I'm not talking about customizations. I mean, if you need certain customizations, yeah, there's times when you need it. There's no way around it. But often themes and plugins come with specific features. And what happens is we look at them and we think, okay, this feature does XXX. That's exactly what we got to do. Have you ever thought of, well, if I kind of think a little bit creatively how might I be able to use that in another way? And let me give you a couple examples here. And I'm going to use WooCommerce specifically because we're talking about WooCommerce. Two extensions. One, WooCommerce bookings. As I said before, that I use that for people being able to reserve a spot for online coaching or training. And that is kind of you know what it's used for, booking a time with you. It can be used for hotels. It can be used for a lot of other purposes. So when I, after five years, stopped my online coaching and training, the one-on-one, which everybody went, whoa, what are you doing? But that's another whole podcast in itself, probably not a WooCommerce one. But I did look at that and I thought, man, you know, I've been using this bookings plugin for quite a long time. And I felt kind of bummed about deactivating it and putting it away. Although I did, because I really didn't need it. But it was always in the back of my mind. You know, I had the extension already. I had the license to it. And how can I use that sometime? Is there some creative way? Well, when I started doing my sponsored reviews on my blog, I do those on a specific one or two days each week. So when somebody wants me to do a sponsored review of their theme or plugin or service, they're going to choose one of those two days. And it was like, oh, the little light went on. I thought, well, this is just another thing to make it very easy for them to actually book a sponsored review. I'll put the bookings plugin on there and they'll see what days are available for that particular review on my blog and they can choose the day they want. Simple as that. Maybe that seems obvious to some, but I kind of took bookings to a different kind of bookings where I was letting the customer that wants their plug-in or theme reviewed to be able to choose the exact date. It's things like that. The tab manager, WooCommerce tab manager is another extension. And I've used this one for several years, actually, probably as long as I've had my site and as long as it's been available. What's really cool about the tab manager is it allows you to do a custom or custom tabs on your product page. Now, you don't want to overwhelm people with stuff. And you might be just thinking, okay, I just put the description and maybe I put dimensions or some other little information in a tab on my product page. Well, the tab manager is one of those ones you can get super creative with. Think of all kinds of ways to put additional information on a product page that might interest somebody For example, you know that reviews can be put on a product page. In fact, that's a tab you can choose. Well, Tab Manager allows you to not only remove that, but you can rename it, call it something else, or create an entirely new tab. And for me, it was when I was doing 
sponsorship for workshops, I would have a tab of other companies that had sponsored. So instead of reviews, it was kind of like, this is a list of other companies that have purchased a sponsorship for one of my workshops. So again, that tab manager, imagine the description down there and the reviews, what other stuff you could put in there, FAQs, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, there's a lot of different options. So when you have these extensions, and some of them are pretty you know, specific. I mean, the Stripe extension, it's a free extension now. You use it for Stripe. You can't get real flexible with it. But with a lot of these other ones, the product add-ons, and some of the other ones I had mentioned as well as others I haven't even used, just think a little bit out of the box. Get a little bit creative with them. And I'm sure I'll be talking about more out of the box, giving you examples of that. And you'll also see it on my blog where even non-WooCommerce plugins, other plugins I use for WordPress, I've given examples of how I've used different ones, especially gallery plugins and stuff like that. There's just so many different ways you can use things and don't just think of that you know, tunnel vision. This is all that plugin will do. Get a little creative with it. So that was my presentation in a nutshell. And I kind of want to wrap around back to our sponsor talking about plugins and creative plugins and thinking out of the box. Uh, Desktop Server recently came out with a new plugin called WP Site Sync. And it's a syncing plugin that lets you selectively sync content between WordPress sites right from the admin area without having to migrate entire databases. So it's really interesting. I haven't had a chance to jump into it yet, but I think you should really check it out. It's new. The benefits are that it saves you time migrating content, which is huge. Helps you easily implement better testing practices. So if you're you know, a developer or a designer and you do a lot of testing, that's great. Even if you're not and you do a lot of testing on your site, it also prevents unintended overrides to settings, widgets, menus, and other content. So you can install it free from your admin area. Just go in and search for plugins, WP Site Sync, and I would definitely check it out because I know I'm going to be because it sounds very, very cool. And of course, I've used ServerPress for some time, so if they come out with it, it's got to be good. Well, that is this week's podcast. Next week, we are starting our two episodes a week. We're going for it. And on Monday, I'm going to be doing an interview with a shop owner. It's going to be a fun one. I'm not going to give it away yet. So definitely stay tuned. And until Monday, do the woo.